Coming up on this episode of the MIE Spotlight Series podcast, we're going to be talking to two great educators that are going to teach us three ways that you can participate in the Skypeathon this year. We're also going to be taking a look at our bi-monthly tweet meets and learn how you can expand your PLN through the powers of social media. But first, we're going to be talking to MIE expert and master trainer Tammy Dunbar about how her and her students recently have begun hacking their classrooms. It's all right here on the MIE Spotlight Series podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Season 2 of the MIE Spotlight Series Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us and making this podcast a part of your professional development. We have a great season in store for us. I want to welcome you guys out there who might be listening for the first time. You can always find us over on iTunes and on YouTube. We have all of our videos and audio archived on those great networks. There's, of course, great places that you can join us here in the MIE community. You can always visit education.microsoft.com. And, of course, you can find us online at Microsoft EDU on Twitter. My guest today is a fifth grade teacher from the Manteca Unified School District. I'd like to bring on Tammy Dunbar, who was recently out in Redmond for the Hackathon. Tammy, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I am doing very well. And how are you doing today? We are, sir? we are doing very good. I wanted to just get you on here real quick and talk to you about the experience that you had. Recently, Microsoft featured you and your amazing students on their education blog. What was that like? Uh, it was a very heady experience. My students felt like rock stars for three days. They came in to film. And as a matter of fact, when they left, my students said, oh, gosh, where are the cameras? We, we want the cameras back. So actually, they just saw the movie uh, yesterday. And they were so pl- proud and pleased and excited. And when can we do it again? <laughs> I love that. Of course, we're going to have the uh, the video and the blog post all linked up here to our show notes on you know season two, episode one here. Now, Tammy, you were also out in Redmond for the hackathon. Um, I had the opportunity last year to go out there. It was absolutely fantastic to see everything behind the scenes at Microsoft Studios. What did you see? How did it work? And, and, and what did you get um, from just being there and experiencing all those great educators all in one room? Well, it's, it's always so inspirational because there were a lot of educators that were in the audience for the event. And so it was exciting to see a lot of my Microsoft Innovative Educator expert friends there in the audience. Plus, it was good to see friendly faces. And wow, the production studios there are a dream. I wish I could take my students there just to get the education. I was asking camera people and makeup people, and I was asking all of them, how do you do this? How does that work? So I was trying to learn as much as I could so I could bring it back to my class and and share it with them. But it was amazing for a teacher to be treated like a rock star. Do you have any tips for us who are looking to bring in any hacking of the classroom skills? Uh, You mean classroom skills or you mean like being on camera skills? Because I know how to apply eyeshadow now. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's keep it to the classroom today. (sighs) Um, uh, hacks that I shared on Hack the Classroom, well, you can watch the show, but probably uh, one of my favorite hacks is using Minecraft in order to participate in some global projects. So uh, you, if you watch it, you'll see that we recreated uh, some California water features using Minecraft, and my students were so clever, they just they learned how to split screen so they could have a picture of Yosemite Falls on one side and 
Minecraft open on the other so they could exactly recreate it. Um, mostly, I think the best hack is give up a little control and let the students take over. They can handle it. How do you do that? And they'll learn more. Uh, you stop worrying about being the sage on the stage. Most teachers are afraid to teach anything that they feel like they don't know 100%. And frankly, what kids need are are coaches. They need guides on the side. They need someone who can say, hmm, what do you think? And I think you can do it. Try it. So, you know, what we need to do is not worry so much about us being the experts and letting the kids kind of explore and critically think. And they're not going to grow those muscles of critical thinking, creativity, collaboration, and communication if we don't let them stretch them once in a while. Well, it's one thing for students to have to learn how to manipulate all those skills and projects. It's another thing for teachers to, as you said, kind of give up a little and say, I need help. One of the best places to find help or assistance or even just build a PL is the Microsoft Education website. Um, this is something that even a few weeks ago you helped me navigate through as I was working towards becoming an MIE trainer. Talk to us a little bit about how that whole website works and what kind of resources are there to support teachers around the world. It's overwhelmingly, there's so many resources on there. There are classes and courses that you can take so you can become an expert on certain types of Microsoft programs, Sway, OneNote, Minecraft. And then of course, there are some really higher level courses you can take on 21st century learning and pedagogy. Uh, also, you can find an amazing array of resources for Mystery Skype or bringing in guest speakers. Uh, we particularly like the sloths in South America and through Kuhn Timmers' Climate Change Project, we're going to be Skyping with uh, Celeste Cousteau uh, in a couple of days, and that's really exciting to have that kind of resources right there on the uh, network. But of course, as you and I both know, the best resource are all the teachers who are members on that community and the teachers who have earned their 1,000 points and are MIEs, and that's pretty cool. And then when it comes open in spring, you should consider becoming an MIE expert because that is the most amazing digital faculty I have personally ever been a part of. Why is that? I've been in MIE now for a few years. I know you've been in MIE for the few years. Talk to us a little bit. I, I, I ask this question of everybody. What does being an MIE mean to you? What is the community experience like for Tammy? So for, for me, I mean, to be in a place where there are like-minded educators who, when I say something like, oh, what if we tried this and let the kids do that? You know, it's great to have a whole group of teachers there with me that say, oh, you could try this or, oh, I never thought of that or let's do this together. So it's having this support group of crazy like-minded teachers who are kind of out there teaching fearlessly and not afraid to try things and who are going to encourage you and support you and help you be a better teacher so your students can find success. That's what I love about this community. And for anybody that's out there looking to find success by reaching out and being a part of your PLN, how do we find more information about the great things that Tammy's doing in the classroom? Well, you can follow me on the Twitterverse. It's at Tammy Dunbar. You can go to my website, teachergeekischic.com, or you can look through TeacherCast. There are a few uh, episodes that I'm featured on here on TeacherCast. And I was just on Hack the Classroom. And if you go on to Facebook, they streamed it live and you can hear my top five tools for cultivating creativity and 
uh, creativity and, oh my gosh, curiosity. I was curious what I talked about in the classroom. Excellent. Thank you, Tammy, so much for your time today. And uh, keep up the great work in your classrooms. You keep up the great work too, sir. Good to talk with you. Tammy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on our first episode. It is great talking to you and also seeing the faces of your kids on that amazing video on the Microsoft Education blog. And if you guys are out there and you want to connect with Microsoft, it is very, very easy to do. You can, of course, follow them on Twitter at Microsoft EDU. And if you are on Twitter... On the first and third Tuesdays of every single month, you can participate in the Tweet Meets. They have two great opportunities each and every month, twice a day, where you can reach out and participate in these amazing conversations. And that brings us to the topic of the day, which is the Skype-a-thon is coming. Last year, teachers from across the world got together and Skyped with each other for over 10 million miles. That's a long distance. We're going to try to break that this year. You can, of course, go to skypeathon.com to find more information and share all of your great experiences using the hashtag Skypeathon. Of course, the Skypeathon is happening on November 28th and 29th, a global event. My first guest is Gina Ruffcorn, a Skype in the Classroom Guide, Skype Master Teacher, and a founding member of the Skype Master Teachers Mentor Group, and is a Microsoft Innovative Educator. Gina, how are you today? Welcome to the program. I am well. That sounds like an awful lot. <laughs> You are a busy person. Other than all of that, tell us a little bit about yourself. I teach in Mondaman, Iowa at West Harrison Community Schools. We're a tiny little consolidation in Southwest Iowa. Our total school population is about 315 kids this year. And I have the only fifth grade and have had the only fifth grade for about 10 years now. And I've got 19 kids. And uh, you've been Skyping with your kids. Tell us a little bit about your experiences reaching out beyond the walls of your classroom. My kids, what I found a few years ago was that they had a very narrow perspective on their world. Um, it takes us about an hour to get to any kind of a city to do any sort of shopping or anything. We're a very rural community. And I think my kids felt sort of limited by the area that we live in. So it was really important to me that I got them involved in different experiences and allowed them to view different cultures and meet different people who they could share their experiences with and then learn from others. And I think it really helped my kids appreciate where they came from so much more than they would have without the Skype experiences. That is beautiful. And I'm looking forward to learning more about some of those experiences and how some of those experiences also tie into this year's theme, Open Hearts open minds. My next guest is from the country of Wales. He is an MIE educator and uh, one of the teachers at a Microsoft showcase school. Uh, I want to bring on Mr. Paul Watkins. Paul, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Um, it's nice to join you from Wales as well. Uh, and the great thing is, it may be the early hours of the morning, but I'm really excited about the opportunity to speak to you uh, about Skypeathon. Well, the best part about the Skypeathon is that there are no time zones. It is a a, a a day long, two day long event where we get a chance to meet people and collaborate with teachers and students from literally around the world. Now, yeah. 
let's just kind of go through the basics. Perhaps somebody out there is new to the idea. Skype is, of course, a video platform where people can collaborate and connect through either audio or video. And uh, this year in November, we're going to be celebrating the Skypeathon. Talk to us a little bit, Paul. What is a Skypeathon? Okay, so uh, Skypeathon is uh, 48 hours where teachers, pupils are encouraged to connect. Um, with guest speakers, take virtual field trips, connect with other classrooms across the world, um, learn new things uh, about each other. Um, really, the whole thing is about um, enhancing, enriching, and inspiring. Uh, and those are the three words that, for me, summarize Skypeathon and using Skype in the classroom. It's uh, one of the most exciting 48 hours uh, in my calendar, and I know that my pupils uh, look forward to it. Uh, every year. It's, it's a great uh, two days to be involved in. Uh, and you actually never know what's around the corner either when you're involved in a Skypeathon. Now, you had mentioned there's a few different things that you can do during the Skypeathon. One of them is to bring in virtual speakers. So, for instance, um, if you are out there perhaps on Twitter or some social media and you find somebody to connect with, you can actually bring them in through Skype into the classroom to give your kids a, a really true life experience. Yeah, you, you should never be afraid about contacting people. Um, we're really fortunate this year. We actually reached out to, um, I mean, out in the States, you'd call it uh, soccer. Over here, we call it football. And, uh, and I decided to reach out to uh, football clubs that uh, play within our top flight league, the Premier League. And uh, we're really fortunate that we've uh, been told that uh, Everton Football Club will actually be Skyping our pupils from one of their Premier League games uh, during Skypeathon. So it just goes to show the power just reaching out and just asking people and not being afraid uh, to do it because you never know uh, what response they may give you. And so I, I, I highly recommend find a hashtag, find an expert, find somebody out there to connect with. It doesn't have to be a teacher. I remember a couple of years ago I was participating and we were on, I was teaching a music class and we were looking through Twitter for somebody to come up to. And I found like, I think it was the president of BMI music and we connected with each other. It was absolutely great. It was spur of the moment. It was fantastic. Now, Gina, let me ask you about something else people mostly do with Skype. They do something called a mystery Skype. What is a mystery Skype? A mystery Skype is an opportunity for your kids to connect with another classroom of students or even another classroom of adults. We've done a lot of professional development with other teachers and other training sessions. And so the idea is that your kids have a large problem. Where are these people in the world? And through critical thinking and problem solving and teamwork, your kids ask yes and no questions about the other classroom until they narrow down the location. And in my personal opinion, there is nothing out there that will teach these critical thinking, problem solving, real life skills in the way that Mystery Skype does. The kids are all working in teams together. They're all working collaboratively. They're learning from another class. They're paring their questions down, evaluating them, deciding what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, and really using a lot of those skills that are tough to teach your kids how to do 
without this kind of an opportunity. I think that the Mystery Skype is absolutely a fantastic game. We've participated in those in my school district where you, you meet another class or even an expert as we went back to what Paul and I were talking about. Where are you? And you can't really say, are you in Wales? You can ask a question like, are you in the Northern Hemisphere? Is it after midnight? Are you tired? And Paul's like, yes, yes, I am for all of those yeah, things. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what, uh, t- talk to me, guys, about like one of your experiences where your kids just either lit up with excitement from doing a mystery Skype or let's go the other direction and say, were they ever stumped and couldn't figure out where the, where your guest was? My first one that we ever did, we crashed and burned terribly. I had no idea how to help the kids. And I remember thinking this skill set is something that they really should have in order to be productive members of an adult society. And I wasn't sure how to teach them these skills. They were kind of all over everywhere, asking very ambiguous questions. And I remember thinking, I'm not sure that I ever want to do this activity again. It was really humbling for me as an educator to know that I couldn't help them with this skill set. And it was really the kids who went on and said, we'd love to do this again. Please just give us a chance. And so I took a back seat and the kids really worked together and collaborated. And it turned out to be a fabulous year. We learned so much, met a ton of great people. But yeah, it was an epic fail when it started. So don't be afraid to fail. (laughs) So I I, want to just bring this up here because this happens a lot on our shows. Is it okay for the teacher to have a learning experience while they're teaching a lesson themselves? I have learning experiences all the time. I'm not by any means, the imparter of all wisdom and knowledge. I learn probably just as much from my kids as they learn from me. Paul, what do you think? Have you ever, what was your, your best learning experience during one of your Skyping events? Um, for me personally, there was, there was an experience last year where um, I, I came to realize the importance of kind of connecting classrooms from across the world and uh, not just developing the skills that, uh, that Gina's mentioned, but also developing global citizenship and developing friendships across the globe. And uh, we played Mystery Skype and um, we ended up in Serbia. And um, once we'd kind of worked out where uh, each other were, um, we just let the pupils talk. So they took it in turns asking each other questions and, uh, and they offered, they said, would you like us to sing you a, a traditional Serbian song? Um, and I can still see, you know, this girl got the guitar out and she started playing it and the whole class was singing. And um, one of our pupils said, oh, well, do you listen to the music that we would listen to? And then she broke out into uh, a song by uh, One Republic. Mm-hmm. And they were singing it on the, on the video link. And uh, where I was sat, I had my class kind of behind me and completely unprompted the two classrooms over Skype were singing together. And it was one of those, it sounds cheesy, but it was a magical moment. And it really showed how powerful it is in bringing two sets of people together within half an hour who never knew each other. And at the end of the call, they were saying, are we going to Skype with our friends again? There isn't, I don't know of an educational tool that's got that power in it to bring uh, young people together globally uh, and have that effect where they want to continue connecting and continue learning from each other. And I think that's what drives me because um, where I'm from, the, the, uh, my school, the area is, is quite a deprived area. 
and um, with it, there's low aspirations. And I want to show the world to my pupils so that they realize it's a big world out there and um, I've got a part to play in it. And it's through things like Mystery Skype and developing these friendships, they'll get their ideas of what they want to do and what they want to see and where they want to go and what they want to be. So those, uh, those moments uh, like that, they, they're just magical for me, but I know they're having a huge impact on my pupils as well. This year, on November 28th and 29th, thousands of educators are going to collaborate, communicate, critically think, and be creative with each other for this year's Skypeathon. The goal is to reach 10 million miles of student-to-student, student-to-educator, and most importantly, student-to-expert learning with each other. You can, of course, check out more information over on Skypeathon.com. Use the hashtag Skypeathon, and please take a moment to connect with all these great teachers over on education.microsoft.com. There is a ton of stuff out there. I want to say thank you to everybody out there for listening to our first episode. It's great to be back here on the MIE Spotlight Series podcast. This is episode two. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us wherever your podcasts are. I hope that you have a moment to subscribe to this and all of our shows. You can visit us on teachercast.net slash MIE audio and teachercast.net slash MIE video. Subscribe to all of our channels and I hope someday you'll become an MIE expert just like Paul and just like Gina. My name is Jeff Bradbury from the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. On behalf of everybody here on the podcast, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.